Hey, thoughtful listener, before we get going, did you know that my company, upmyinfluence.com, has launched more than 200 business podcasts? The hosts of our shows are amazing leaders and collaborators, folks I want to connect you with. Maybe you deserve your moment in the spotlight as a guest of one of these amazing shows. Just go to upmyinfluence.com where you can see more than 50 shows that are actively seeking business leader guests like you to celebrate right now in front of their high caliber audiences. Just click on the podcast tab at upmyinfluence.com where you'll see shows like Profit Powerhouse with Glenn Poulos, Sales Negotiations, and Business Insights. This isn't just another business podcast. It's a deep dive into the strategies that truly drive success. Hosted by Glenn Poulos, a seasoned sales strategist and business growth expert, each episode is packed with insights from top executives and business leaders. If you're a high-level executive looking to share your expertise and story, we want you on Profit Powerhouse. Your experiences could be the exact insights Glenn's audience of ambitious business leaders are craving. And for our listeners, if you're ready to elevate your business acumen and learn from the best in the industry, Profit Powerhouse with Glenn Poulos is your go-to resource. Subscribe now and join a community of professionals who are transforming the business world. Ready to be a part of something groundbreaking? Visit Up My Influence and click on the podcast tab to find Profit Powerhouse. Whether you're looking to be the next guest or just seeking invaluable business wisdom, this is where your journey begins. Again, just go to upmyinfluence.com and click on the podcast tab. With us right now, it's Todd Camp. Todd, you are the co-owner and chief negotiation officer with Camp Negotiation Systems. You're found on the web at campnegotiations.com. Todd, it's great to have you. Yes, Josh, thanks for having me. All right. Yeah, please give us an overview of the work that you do with Camp. Absolutely. So we have a system of negotiation that essentially helps teams of negotiators, executives, startup co-founders, CEOs, really whoever negotiates for a living, it gives them a methodical process to help them prepare, execute, debrief throughout the life of the negotiation or in some cases, business relationships. Because once you have a deal, a lot of times, right, you have to execute and work with the other party for quite, quite some time. So anytime someone is asking you to make a decision or they're asking you to make a decision, we actually think of that as a negotiation. So you can apply mm-hmm. our system in any of those environments. Yeah. So when we think about negotiation, like the skills of negotiation, would you consider negotiation be more art, more science, 50-50? Great question. So I think more science in terms of how the human brain makes decisions, how people make decisions. You know, uh, neuroscience has proven that emotion plays a key role in every decision we make. And so understanding that and how important the emotional vision of benefit to the other side of what you're asking them to agree to is incredibly important. And there's some ways to do that. But decision-making is essentially what negotiations are. If you think about agreements or contracts, they're typically nothing but hundreds, if not thousands of decisions over a collected period of time that got you to that agreement. 
So a lot of it, we believe, is science. In terms of what you say and how you say it, to us, that is where you become the artist. So there are behavioral tools that we teach in our process, but how each individual communicates their mannerisms, the, the pace of their speech, you know, their body language, the questions they ask, the words they use, to us, that is where the artwork comes in. Yeah. Uh, you'd mentioned that negotiations are emotional decisions. What if someone says, well, listen, we're just dealing with the government. There's no emotions. It's all completely binary, completely logical, no emotions involved in the decision-making process. Well, if someone said that, I would accept that statement, but understand that uh, you know we have the right to disagree. And <laughs> no reason to call them out that they don't make emotional decisions. I'm sure there's some way that they benefit from negotiating that contract on behalf of the government. You know, they're graded in certain ways and rewarded in certain ways. So there's absolutely still emotion involved. So I, I don't, unless you're a robot, <laughs> uh, it's kind mm -hmm. of hard to turn that off. But I, I get the point, you know, a lot of procurement teams try and make this all about the numbers, you know, mm -hmm. trying to control costs, get costs down. But those procurement teams, no matter whether they operate from in within Walmart or Apple, um, they still are rewarded and kind of, uh, I don't want to say graded, but you know their performance improvement plans or their performance is graded on how well they do saving, you know, the the company money. And so I can assure you, they're still making emotional decisions. Yeah. Well, let's um, bring this down maybe to kind of like a local level. Let's say that it's a uh, agency owner or a consultant and they're at the helm of an SMB and they're in a conversation and, and this is a sales conversation. What is a good like mindset or frame that we should put ourselves when we think about the dynamic of there's me who is a service provider and then there's this other person that is a potential customer, but they have some considerations of their own. Absolutely. You know, we often ask our clients, whose world does the other party make decisions in, yours or their own? And so, especially when you're on the sales side, you have to keep in mind, they're going to make decisions in their own world. So everything we do very early on is trying to figure out exactly what it is we can provide the other party that's 100% in their world to their benefit. And how do we think they want us to provide that? So we spend the vast majority of our time very early in, in relationships, getting to know the other party, really digging in on what their challenges are, or what opportunities you know, your product or service helps them secure that they can't secure on their own. So we want to have conversations really that gets to the heart of the matter in terms of what they're trying to, um, you know, what they're trying to solve for and, and also understanding how can we help them in that effort? Because once you have that uh, in our system, we call it mission and purpose. But once you have that, you almost always want to recite back what you think you've heard the other parties looking for from you. And you want to hear them say something like, uh, that's correct, or that's right. That's exactly why we're talking to you. Or they may, they may tune you up a little bit and say, well, yeah, those things are important, but there's also this piece that's important. Okay, great. Let's talk about that. What is it about that that has you concerned? Or what is it about that that's critical uh, that you work on? And 
So we spend a lot of time in the other party's world trying to uncover what it is we can, you know, do for them. Wow. So it sounds like, you know, asking great questions is a great way to kind of enter into this, right? Because if we're if we're just going into this, I mean, I think the opposite of that would just be railroading with everything that we want without stopping to say, listen, what is the greatest value I can provide here? And, you know, truly the way to discover that is just to ask really good questions. Would you recommend that folks, I mean, at least to kind of get the momentum and going down on this road uh, to do this a little bit better, maybe jotting these questions down. How do we come up with really good questions to ask? Yeah. So, I think this will be helpful. You know, we constantly do this exercise with our clients, especially if they're on the sell side. We believe that there's four reasons why people reject, why and how people can say no to you. The first is they lack the emotional vision of benefit associated with a yes. Second is they lack the data to support that emotional vision. Third is they don't have the authority. And fourth is they're using no as a tactic to bluff, hoping to drive concessions. So that first reason why, you know, people reject lack of vision of benefit, you've got to, you've got to spend a lot of time there asking very good, what we call interrogative or open-ended questions that start with what and how, you know, what is it about X that is challenging you and your business, right? Let them answer that question, follow it with, how are you currently trying to solve for that? You know, what have you done in the past to solve for that? And how did it work out or what was it lacking? So you want to ask good open-ended questions to get them to talk about how they see things. And sometimes you want to ask them what may appear to be pretty challenging questions to force them to think about it. Yeah. That, that, you know, when people are talking, they're forced to think about how do I think about this? How do I see it? Versus a lot of people we see go straight in with their PowerPoint, you know, their slide deck. Yeah. They start pitching all the features and benefits and all the data they've collected over the years on how great they are. And they skip that first step of really creating vision on what it is you have that you can provide. You want people to pull from you the data. You want people to ask you how much it costs. When you start with those things, usually you create objections because they're not ready to hear it or see it. And that's a big mistake a lot of people unfortunately, you know, trap themselves into. You know, I feel like I would be, I ask some questions, right? And I don't, some of the questions that like you're talking about, I'm kind of like thinking about that I'd like to be asking. I'm nervous about asking those questions because it feels like I'm being, I don't want them to say, well, you're being nosy. That's none of your bit. <laughs> yes. So there's a couple of things we do to um, relax that feeling of being uncomfortable or feeling of appearing to be pushy. One thing we do very early, once we get the meeting set, is we set kind of an agenda before the meeting. And we we ask for permission, especially if it makes you uncomfortable, you have to find a way to put it on the table. Something like, you know, listen, I'm looking forward to our meeting. I'm not quite sure how much we can help you, or even if we can. Mm. You know, there will come a time when I'm happy to give you a proposal or, you know, really fill you in on exactly how we work and how we execute with our clients. But before that, it's important that I understand exactly what you're up against or what you're trying to solve for. Mm. For that reason, you know, I'd like to start by asking some questions. How comfortable are you with that? 
Mm. And so you put your baggage, what we call baggage or your concerns right on the yeah. table. Say, you know, I'd like to start by asking some questions that I'm hoping aren't too sensitive. Are you okay if I ask you those? And most human beings will say, yes, of course, go ahead. Yeah, you're right. It's my own hang up, right? That's yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of what we do. It's funny. Our people joke. We want you to become comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah. Because our system and our method and our mindset is pretty contrarian to most um, negotiation methodologies out there. So being comfortable, being uncomfortable is kind of a, you know, a key requirement for the people that we work with. Because a lot of our work is coaching our clients and real deals. And so if you're not willing to be uncomfortable and if you're not coachable, you know, we're probably not going to be that effective with you. So. Uh, So there is a very, very popular, probably the most popular book ever written on negotiation. And it's called Start With No. And it's written by someone named Jim Camp. I, I think you know him. Absolutely. In fact, I started working with him shortly after that book was published, I believe back in 2001. Up until that point, before he wrote the book, you know, he was known as a boutique negotiation coach in Silicon Valley. A lot of his clients were semiconductor executives and C-suites. He wrote that book and he he had so much traffic and um, interest come in kind of organically through that where people were inquiring, how do I get trained in this? How do I get coaching for me or my team? And so both, both me and my brother, Jim, actually started working with my dad, Jim, back then. And we worked up, you know, with him uh, until he passed in 2014. Wow. Uh, so Todd, share just a bit about the work you do today with camp negotiations, like what, how you engage, how you work with leaders. Yeah. So most people reach out to us thinking that they need training. And what we've discovered and we have a pretty strong belief is that training in itself is not enough. So what we are known as and what we take a lot of pride in is working. There is a training component. We are going to train you to get you academically in a place where you understand why we're recommending you do what you do. But more than that, we like to take responsibility for our work. So we work alongside our client as much as they need us. People think of us as an on-demand business and we help them in each critical conversation they have with the other party. We help them prepare for that. We help them script out exactly what they want to say and how they want to say it. Sometimes we'll even do some role-playing with them on objections or things they might get pushed back on. And then we, after that, we help them debrief. And the way we debrief will actually help them identify what the next agenda should be. And then we'll do it all over again, help them prepare, execute, and debrief using our method. But we do it with... um, you know, pretty intense uh, coaching. We make ourselves available. I don't say 24, seven, 365, but pretty close to it. And because we find on the job training is always the best. So in order for to change habits, in order for this to stick, we believe coaching very, you know, thoroughly and often is required. So our business model is we work with less people and we go very deep and we stay very long with them till as long as it takes. And they feel like they got it on their own. Yeah. Your website is campnegotiations.com to our friend that's been listening to our conversation and they want more. What would you recommend they do after this interview? Yeah. So we, uh, depending if they're an individual, you know, we do have online training, uh, it's self-paced. 
they can go, you know, get in there and, and learn the system from an academic, you know, standpoint. But then we also provide, we do workshops where we come on site to our clients. We don't do public workshops, but if it's a company that wants us to come in for them and their teams, we'll absolutely travel to them and put a day or two day workshops on. And then people who, you know, their hair's on fire and they want to talk <laughs> to someone right now. We do have, you know, an urgent help sign up uh, on our website where they fill that in. And then, you know, I have a team of five coaches. So we'll, depending on who's available, we'll get to them, you know, within that day. And uh, we'll, we'll have them describe what they're working on, who's on the other side of the table, give us a backdrop of how things got to where they are. Yeah. And, and then we'll be able to help them identify, you know, what's, what the next step should be. So there's a whole, you can also buy the book. You know, there's self-help things that are available, but uh, all the way up to coaching engagement where we're going to work, work with you for as long as you need us. Yeah. Uh, on your website, um, you've got online uh, training programs, workshops. Uh, certainly there's the book, um, Start With No by your dad, Jim, uh, which is also an audiobook. I mean, it's a classic. If, it's, if you look on Amazon, it's pretty much like the, I think that and Chris Voss, which I know you've done some collaborations with Chris as well. So, Yeah, that's correct. In the Black Swan group, they do a heck of a job. I think Jim coached Chris and a lot of the team that he was working with at the FBI back in the early 2000s. And, you know, we've had a close relationship ever since. We have a slightly different business model than Chris because we do go very deep into Mm -hmm. the trenches of real negotiations all the time, all day, every day. But um, yeah, his book is outstanding. In fact, we tell a lot of people, if you're interested in our system, you know, start with no, start there. And then if you want more, read Chris's book and you'll see more synergies between what we do and what he does probably than any other two uh, camps, no pun intended, in the negotiation training world. There's just a lot of similarities. So, Yeah. Campnegotiations.com. To our friend that's listening to us, there's the website in your podcast app. Just click around, click the information, click the cover art. You'll find the direct link to that. Uh, And again, you'll see everything from the book, online learning, personal coaching opportunities, and even the urgent help, which if we had more time, Boy, I bet that evokes some good stories every once in a while. I never know what comes through that door. It's Yeah, it's pretty intense. People ask us quite a bit, how can you be so calm? You know, our, we're getting ready to run out of money in three weeks and critical negotiations happening, but you seem very calm. And I'm, it's pretty simple. Number one, yeah, we have a system that keeps us safe. And we've used it so many times that uh, keeps us calm. But number two is uh, we've seen this situation many, many times over the course of the last 20 years. So just focusing on what to say and how to say it in the next conversation is really what you need to do. So you have to find a way to to block out that extreme intense pressure you feel. Excellent. All right. Again, Todd Camp, thank you so much, Chief Negotiating Officer at campnegotiations.com. Todd, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Josh. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. If you're a listener, I'd love to shout out your business to our whole audience for free. 
You can do that by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or join our listener Facebook group. Just search for The Thoughtful Entrepreneur in Facebook. I'd love even if you just stopped by to say hi. I'd love to meet you. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. We love our community who listens and shares our program every day. Together, we are empowering one another as thoughtful entrepreneurs. Hit subscribe so that tomorrow morning, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. I promise to bring positivity and inspiration to you for around 15 minutes each day. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.